Gregorian chant, the soul of sacred music. In the body of the music you'll hear on our program, Sacred Soundings, music to deepen your faith beyond measure. I'm Al Romano, your host for Sacred Soundings on listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio and streaming live on stgabrielradio.com. When loved ones die, many people experience more than grief and loneliness. They also experience concern over the state of the souls of their loved ones. This is particularly true when the departed soul was not the saintliest person in his or her lifetime, or died a sudden or not well-prepared-for death. Survivors can't help but wonder, where is his soul now? Or, what, if anything, is she experiencing now? The good news for Catholics is that the Church has, from its very beginnings, affirmed the existence of purgatory a state of final purification after death where those who died in God's friendship are cleansed of any remaining effects of sin before entrance into heaven. Not only has the church always taught the existence of purgatory, but as scriptures attest, our prayers and sacrifices can be of immense spiritual help to persons undergoing this purification process. We can pray for specific people, loved ones, friends, or others who have touched our lives, or for the souls in purgatory in general. Early church fathers, including St. Augustine and St. Clement, were all advocates of prayer for the dead and a purging away of sin after death. The early church prayed for the dead during liturgical worship, and if you'd like to go back even before Christianity, praying for the dead was clearly evident in the Old Testament. We learn from the second book of Maccabees that more than 160 years before Christ, Judas Maccabeus, took up a collection among all his soldiers, amounting to 2,000 silver drachmas, which he sent to Jerusalem to provide for an expiatory sacrifice. The scripture continues, In doing this, he acted in a very excellent and noble way, inasmuch as he had the resurrection of the dead in view. For if he were not expecting the fallen to rise again, it would have been useless and foolish to pray for them in death. Many, many saints have described personal experiences confirming the truth of the Church's doctrine on purgatory. Many prayed fervently and offered extraordinary mortifications for the souls undergoing purification. One of these was St. Otolo of Cluny, 11th century abbot of the most important medieval monastery in Western Europe. He left a liturgical legacy we cherish to this day. He began the practice of offering Mass for all the souls in purgatory, on what is now known as All Souls Day, the day after the Feast of All Saints.
Jesus, my love, divine physician, and my mercy, by the benedictions of Mary, Queen of Apostles. You're listening to Sacred Soundings, a production of St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, and our topic is purgatory. What, you may ask, is the nature of purgatory's purification process? Nobody knows for sure, but common sense tells us it's a painful process, and we know it's often associated with fire. But bear in mind that, whatever the purifying agent, purgatory provides a cleansing for our good, not a torment for our punishment. In his book, Saintly Solutions, Father Joseph Esper says a number of saints, mystics, and visionaries have allegedly seen purgatory. St. Francis of Rome was granted such a vision. She said purgatory consists of three levels. The lowest level is like a vast burning sea, where persons undergo various sufferings related to the sins they committed on earth. The middle level is less rigorous, but still unpleasant. The highest level of purgatory is populated by those who are closest to being released. All these souls suffer mainly the pain of loss, the pain of intensely yearning for God and of not yet truly possessing Him. St. Francis said there's consolation at all three levels, but especially at the highest, where the souls know they're coming ever closer to being with God in heaven. Some mystics declare that when we pray for specific persons in purgatory, they see us at that instant and are strengthened by the knowledge that we're remembering them.
The Gloria and the Sanctus from a Sacred Liturgy by the Scuola Gregoriana Mediolanensis of Rome. While much that is written about purgatory focuses on redemptive pain and suffering, many saints and writers have expressed more positive views, as pointed out by Stephen Beale, writing for Catholic Exchange. For example, St. Catherine of Genoa sees purgatory as a state of great happiness. She says, I believe no happiness can be compared with that of a soul in purgatory, except that of the saints in paradise. And day by day this happiness grows as God flows into these souls, more and more as the hindrance to his entrance is consumed. Sin's rust is the hindrance, and the fire burns the rust away, so that more and more the soul opens itself up to the divine inflowing.
Glory to the Father, Lord have mercy on me, and the Lamb of God from the Sunday Liturgy by the Portland, Oregon Choir, Cantores in Ecclesia. My personal view of purgatory is very much in line with the view that Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI expressed in one of his encyclicals and is embraced by a number of theologians. This view, in essence, holds that the fire of purgatory is not actual fire, but Jesus Christ himself, the judge and savior before whom we stand. More precisely, it is the burning glow of love we see in the eyes of Jesus, a love more powerful than all the evil in the world and in ourselves. Caught in the loving gaze of Christ, we feel an immeasurably intense pain of sorrow, shame, remorse, and anguish at having so frequently betrayed his love. Pope Benedict writes, At this moment of judgment, in the pain of this encounter, when the impurity and sickness of our lives become evident to us, there lies salvation. Christ's gaze, the touch of his heart, heals us through an undeniably painful transformation as through fire. But it is a blessed pain in which the holy power of his love sears through us like a flame, enabling us to become totally ourselves and thus totally of God. I'm Al Romano, your host for Sacred Soundings on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. Join us on Sundays at 9.30 a.m. and 2.30 and 9 p.m. for more Sacred Soundings, music to deepen your faith beyond measure. <laughs>